0: We follow them too, and we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it.
1: Hello! Happy 2022 to all of our listeners. Happy New Year. We don't love that 2022 sounds like (laughs) 2022, but... (laughs) That's okay. We're not even going to think about it. We're not going to focus on it. But in today's episode, Kelsey and I wanted to do a little look back because mm-hmm. in December, we celebrated one year of the podcast and then it's just perfect timing. It's a new year and we want to reflect on 2021, what we learned growing this podcast, what our takeaways are, our
0: big lessons. So it'll just be a fun chit chat episode. Mm-hmm. So let's like paint the picture a little bit. This time last year, we were like, okay, we know that we want to have a podcast. What are all the things that we don't know? Okay, we don't know how to interview. We don't know how to edit audio. We don't know what platforms and tools we need to get this podcast off the ground. We don't know any brands and founders that we want to just like call on really quickly. And we don't have any like content graphic design resources to call on. All that to say, we have nothing and we know nothing, but that didn't stop us.
1: (laughs) And maybe it was because we were stuck in Toronto lockdown and we just needed something to do to keep us entertained. We were also living together at the time, so we were just shooting the shit on ideas 24-7. And yes, for some reason, we thought starting a podcast wouldn't be that hard (laughs) and we can figure it out. So there you go. To our
0: credit... To our credit, we may have known nothing about actually launching a podcast. The thing we are never short on is aspirations, goals, and ideas. And so we Absolutely. got <laughs> we got high on our own supply, just yeah. talking about what the future might look like. Never mind the details of not knowing anything about launching a podcast. But I feel like it's kind of that like naive excitement that gets you started and gets you through it. Totally. So many of our guests have said too, like if I had known what I was getting myself into, I never would have
1: started. So I'm glad I was naive. And that's actually kind of a superpower when you're starting a business. And I would agree because we thought it was just going to be as simple as sitting down, talking to someone every week and then putting it out there. We did not realize everything that goes into it. And we also didn't realize that podcasts don't just blow up overnight if you're not a famous influencer or celebrity to begin with.
0: Wow. I don't even know where to begin. So let's go a little bit further down this timeline. We get a couple of people that truly did us a solid coming on as guests in the early days and telling their story when we didn't have a predefined audience. We didn't know what the conversations were going to be like. They were awesome. And I think that's when it started to feel real. We put it out there. We had a really warm initial reception from the community, from the audience. Um, and from our own networks. And so that was really positive. And I also think we started, first of all, we were humbled because we, by that point, had realized just how much we didn't know. But I think we were starting to get there. We had some initial marketing strategies. You were working on the content side. I was getting up at 6 a.m. every morning trying to learn audio editing. Like We were starting to see how it might come together, which was really Mm -hmm. positive. And I
1: think our experience and our work experiences leading up to starting this podcast really did us a solid because we were in the same position when we started our jobs. Like when we started Hmm. in sales at Shopify, however many years ago, we didn't know a fucking thing about (laughs) Shopify, (laughs) about e-commerce, about selling, like nothing. And we figured it out. And so I think it's actually those experiences that gave us the mindset of like, okay, we don't know what we're doing, but we've been in this position before and we've figured it out. So we're going to figure this out too. And yep. that's the case for everybody. I think having that mindset of like, everything's figure outable. We yeah. can find a way just because we don't know right now doesn't mean we can't figure it out. I mean, it's the definition of having a growth mindset. And I mm-hmm. think this is a testament to what having a growth mindset
0: can do for you. And I think we were really fortunate to get great reception initially. And so we were noticing every week our numbers were climbing, our downloads per episode were climbing, our social follows were climbing, and that felt really good. What I don't think we were prepared for was that that wasn't going to last forever. Yes.
1: And that... It's not linear. Just because you start to see some success doesn't mean you're just going to continue on that upward trajectory. There's going to be weeks where your numbers drop substantially and you have no idea why, but you still spent hours and hours trying to put this content out Mm -hmm. and creating it. And I think that was a big lesson for both of us is like learning how to ride out those ups and downs and staying focused on the long-term vision. And I think, again, this is something that's applicable for like really any entrepreneur
0: don't ride the highs too high or the lows too low, because that is a recipe for mental instability. To be honest, it's just so hard not to get sucked into all of it. I think a really good teachable moment for me or like a humbling moment was the fact that our input didn't always equal the output. I felt like I was slaving away doing all this editing, trying to write all of this stuff. I was spending, you know, upwards of 10 hours a week for like, 15 people to listen at one point, like it was like, what am I doing? And so I think that's a great reminder to anyone. If you're in that phase right now, where you're banging your head up against a wall, remember why you did it and where you're going and know that where the phase you're in right now is temporary. Definitely. And I think that's a
1: testament for like having a partner in something because there were times when we were both kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? But I think Mm -hmm. usually if one of us was in it, the other one could pull the other person out. We could get each other hyped up again and be like, okay, yeah, right now it fucking sucks, but we're still going to do it. We're still going to make this happen. Talking about the long-term vision a lot is what helped us is like, okay, We're in the thick of it right now, and this sucks, but we know where
0: we want to go with it. And I think it taught us that success doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It just doesn't. Nothing lasting. Which is really tough for two girls that are, dare I say, impatient. (laughs) That was a tough lesson to learn. But another thing is Emma and I, we've been friends for, I literally don't know how many years, five years, four years, something like that. And it's different when you're partners because you're not going to agree on everything. And when it's a business, it's like, no, we actually have to come to some sort of resolution. And I think something we learned really early on is that like because we have the same goals for the podcast, the little stuff really doesn't matter. If it gets us closer to our goal, great, do that. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other big lesson there was to separate lanes So that when it comes to the social, when it comes to strategy, when it comes to visual branding, all that stuff, I don't even try at that point. That is your domain. (laughs) You take it, you run with it. I trust your vision. And I feel like that also helps us. Yeah, we're aligned on where we want to go. And then we trust each other with the pieces of
1: that we own. And I think we're pretty good with checking in with each other regularly. And I think we're also pretty good at challenging each other when we want Mm -hmm. to. We've had a lot of conversations where we haven't really seen eye to eye, but we've still been able to both bring our opinions to the table and get it all out there. And I think that's really important because if you have a business partner that you feel like you can't be open with or challenge in a constructive way, I just
0: don't think that works for long-term because then resentment definitely starts oh, yeah. to build up. And it sounds crazy when you say it like that, it's like, oh yeah, well, obviously I'm going to be super open with my business partner, but how many podcast guests have we had on here that originally started with a co-founder and ended up having to go their separate ways because communication was a barrier? You you can't take that for granted. You have to be intentional about who you get into business with. Yeah. You have to be intentional about who, and then you have to be
1: intentional about fostering that partnership in the right way. But Yeah, I think if I have one lesson that sticks out for me over this past year journey is you have to be consistent like consistency, time, and a commitment to getting incrementally better every day. Yeah. I think that is the formula for anything to be successful. And I think it's gotten easier with time because now that we're a year in, we've hit those milestones. And like, we get these leading indicators that we're on the right track. And then each time we get one, it's motivating
0: to keep going. Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, what was the moment that you were the most proud of the podcast over the last year? Hmm. That's a good question. I think interviewing Baba. Are you surprised? Absolutely not. If you guys listened to Baba's episode and the intro, we literally talked about the fact that she was like one of our dream guests from the beginning. So that was kind of a pinch me moment. Yeah. And then that episode did
1: really well. And then we hit our thousand download milestone in Mm -hmm. conjunction with that. So I think that period in general, I was feeling really proud. And it was definitely those pinch me moments of like, holy shit, we're actually doing it. Like, this dream person that I want to talk to is actually down to talk to
0: us. Like, what? So many good nuggets. So my first thought was when we hit a thousand downloads, because that was a goal that we set out and we had no idea how realistic that actually was. We had no idea if that was going to come in a year, if that was going to be 10 years in the making. And the fact that that came in 11 months in was pretty special. Mm-hmm. Just to other- clarify for people, it's not that we have got a thousand all-time downloads, oh. a thousand <laughs> downloads a week. That's... <laughs> Imagine. I mean, I shouldn't say imagine because there are so many podcasts that are there. I'm pretty sure this stat is something like 20% of all podcasts ever make it past 10,000 total downloads. Hmm. And that makes us in the top 20% of all podcasts, even though we're still super small time compared to where we want to be. Anyways, that's proud moment number one. Mm -hmm. My second proud moment actually had nothing to do with an interview. And it had to do with when we interviewed Kara Golden from Hintwater and she sent us PR ahead of time and it included her book. And I remember I was sitting drinking coffee on my balcony one morning and I was finishing her book and I was sitting there and I'm like, I am reading for a podcast that's a business that I started six months ago, totally on a whim. And now we're here, we're interviewing people that write books. And for some reason, that was like an aha moment for me. And I'm like, this is
1: cool. I remember you telling me that. It is cool. It's cool because like you said, we just decided to create this thing Mm -hmm. out of nowhere to see what happens. We didn't have any clout beforehand. We didn't have (laughs) our own personal brands or followings or anything. And so I think any wins that we've received it is something that just fills up our hearts. It's like, oh damn, this is just us building this thing and it's happening.
0: It's cool. Yeah. There's just so many people that send us such positive messages. And it's not just like, oh, I love your podcast. Although those messages are great too. It's the people that are like, I was really struggling today because this shipping container didn't come in or this customer complaint came in or whatever it is. And they're like, I listened to your podcast and I felt better. Mm-hmm. And that part gives me I literally have goosebumps right now I'm thinking about it because that's the stuff that we didn't even think that was going to be a byproduct of this mm-hmm. podcast and here we are helping people navigate growing their businesses like come on how cool is that Yeah oh my gosh no there's nothing
1: better than people saying our content moved the needle for them or inspired them
0: because I think when we come
1: back to it like what we really want with this podcast is for people to see all the different options for their life and how they create a living for themselves and that Mm -hmm. anyone can do it. We interview people who were in our spot a couple years ago and then they just kept going and they built this thing. And I think that's really what we want to share with our audience is that like, if you want to do something, you can definitely make it happen. And Mm -hmm. if our content can help show you that, I consider that a really big win.
0: I couldn't agree more. It makes me really excited for as we continue to improve as interviewers, as business people that, that our impact will get that much bigger and we'll be able to help more people. And I think that's probably the most exciting part of all this. Absolutely. And Kay, one more piece that I've been thinking about that I
1: wanted to share is that if someone asked me how to start a successful podcast, like hmm. what would I tell them? And I think what I've landed on is figure out the things that you can do well. Maybe the best practices are X, Y, Z, but you're not skilled in that thing. Mm -hmm. What are you skilled at that you can bring to the table? For Mm -hmm. us, it's like I... I'm decently creative and I have an eye for visuals, so I can create good social media content. Is that the best mm-hmm. way to grow a podcast? I don't know, but that's what I know I can do well. And for yeah. you, you're great at sales, you're great at building partnerships, like fostering relationships. So you're able to go and use those skills. So those are the things that are helping to move the needle for us. Mm-hmm. Are they absolute? creme de la creme things you should do to build a podcast. I have no fucking clue, but I think it's like figure out the things that you can bring to the table and then capitalize on those things Mm -hmm. um, to make it your own.
0: I really like that. And actually, it kind of makes me think as an adjacent topic, when we were launching the podcast, someone at work asked me, like, why aren't you paying to have someone edit it? Because at the time, it was not great. We'll be honest. I was learning this for the first time, and it was pretty bad. <laughs> and so at the time, I was like, well, obviously, we're not going to like put a bunch of money into this if we don't know if it's going anywhere, because truly, like that was indicative of how unsure we were about the podcast in general at the time. And now we're at a place where we know our strengths and editing is not fun for either of us. And we're finally in a place to be able to support financially with the money that's coming in from the podcast to be able to outsource our weaknesses. And I feel like this is the magic part. So for all of the people out there that are starting their side hustle and they're doing the work that they're not good at, they're not lit up by, they're not having fun with, know that it's temporary and make that your goal to put yourself in a position where you can focus only on your strengths and what gives you energy and outsource the rest. It really Mm. is beautiful
1: see it as a means to an end to like prove a concept and to get it to the point where you're confident to invest in it because you know you've got something. Yeah totally. At least that's how we went about it. We wanted it to be a low financial risk to start out with just to see even if we liked it and if it was something mm-hmm. we wanted to continue doing and then also if people cared enough to <laughs> listen to what we have to say or anything and so now that we've been able to prove that concept a bit we're at a place where we can yeah, operationalize it a bit more and optimize for the things that we want to do with the podcast and that we can do well. And then let someone else do the other stuff. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, totally. What about any mistakes we made? And we'll try to keep it short because there are like 9 million. Mm-hmm. I just thought of one as I asked the question. We spent too much time trying to make the content that we thought people wanted as opposed to making the content that we wanted. And- yes. It showed. You could tell our episodes were stiff. They didn't flow. We were asking questions that were super surface level. It just truly, it wasn't the type of podcast I would listen to. And Mm -hmm. we had a very serious conversation. And I remember you saying like, if this is what it's going to be like, this isn't fun for me. I wouldn't listen to this. I don't want to talk about this. And we had a a real turning point moment where we're like, okay, from this point forward, we're going to ask the questions for ourselves, not on behalf of what we think our audience is going to care about, ask what we care about. And then naturally it'll be more interesting. That was a big turning point. And yeah, it just makes it more enjoyable because we're
1: not trying to be something that we're not. Mm -hmm. And we're trusting that like our questions, other people probably have too. Yeah. That's a really good one. That That actually might be mine too, is just trying to be something we're not. Yep. And it's a good lesson. Be authentic over anything else because everything else just comes so much more effortlessly and Mm -hmm. people pick up on it. When your side hustle is literally getting people to listen to you talk, you have to focus on things that you actually want to talk about and that light you up. People can pick up on energy.
0: This was more of like a learning, not a mistake, but side hustles can give you so much energy. And I remember even early in our conversations, we'd have interviews with people and the guests would leave and Emma and I would stay on the the recording. And we'd be there, like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Did that yeah. just happen? And we would feel so lit up and so fulfilled inside, and our energy was a ten out of ten, and we just felt so po- positive is the only word I can think of yes. to describe it. And it's like, if that's possible, why would we settle for anything else? You're
1: so right. There were so many days where, like, this past winter was obviously hard on everyone, especially if you were living in Toronto. That absolutely horrendous lockdown we endured. There were so many days where I'm like, oh my gosh. I- don't have energy to do this podcast today. I'm feeling so down. I, remember but I would this. do it. And afterwards, yeah. I would feel so good. I'd be so energized and so hyped up. And if nothing else, just being able to have those experiences and hear those mm-hmm. stories that motivate us has been such a light in a year yeah. that's been so... I, I don't want to say it's been a bad year or that 2021 was a bad year. It wasn't a bad year, but definitely a challenging year at times. Mm-hmm. And growing this has been such a light throughout
0: yeah it really has it really has and maybe that's maybe that's my final learning we'll end on this note is the grind and hustle culture is so 2020 and before. Going forward, it's not about working yourself to the bone. It's about doing as much as you can comfortably in that moment and being okay if that means you need to take a break for a couple weeks. Being okay if that means you record for 20 minutes instead of an hour tonight. Being okay with leaning on other people and asking for help. The world doesn't stop. And if it's going to mean that you have more stability, more peace of mind, do it. And I think one of my learnings too
1: is you don't have to stay doing something you don't want to do. Yes, it might be more challenging to go after the thing that you do want to do, but it's possible. And I'm so excited to see what's to come this year and how this continues to grow and evolve. But to think last year I was working a job I didn't like because I didn't feel like I had any other options to now getting to build something that's ours and to put my energy into creating something that feels right to me is just the coolest thing. And I want everyone to feel like they can do that same thing. Not saying it's easy, but... If you're feeling stuck, just know there's options.
0: It's possible. That's it. That's all we're saying. So on that note, we'll wrap up
1: our reflection here. Hopefully this wasn't too boring to listen to, just us <laughs> chatting, but hopefully there were some good takeaways and maybe sometime we could do like an ask me anything where we get our audience to submit questions for us about literally anything. Cause I want to hear that idea. what you guys want to know about yeah. like our journey and what we've learned and anything. So if you guys are down for that, drop us a DM on Instagram at they.get.it dot mm-hmm. it. And I think we have to end this episode with a massive, massive thank you because, of course, we still wouldn't be here making this podcast if it weren't for people wherever you are that were in your ears and you're listening to us right now.
0: It's honestly really surreal. And yeah, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We will love you and leave you. Thank you so, so much. And we're excited for a massive 2022.